Bye, Emma. Bye, Karina. everybody. I'm Ralphie May. And I'm Lana Turner. And we are the Perfect 10 Podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. And uh, we've, uh, we just came back from Las Vegas uh, where we uh, recorded two specials. Yay. And uh, I can brag a little bit. My wonderful wife was amazing. Well, my wonderful husband was amazing. You blew it up. Oh, I didn't feel good. I know you were sick, but you know, no one could tell. Uh, I could. I know, but... My head wasn't right. I was missing jokes and shit. Yeah, but, I mean, you miss a joke. You still have fucking an arsenal full of them. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still it's aggravating as shit. I know, you look gangster. You're wearing your hat and that cool black shirt from Chrome Hearts. You look beautiful. Ah, thank you. You didn't look like you were feeling sick, so... Well, I, I did, though. Everything was running slow motion. Yeah. Well, it was it was a wonderful weekend. I mean, come on. It was. It was good. Yeah, it was a really great time. And, you know, it was, uh, can I say that the whole weekend was magic? Ah, Lana Turner's tying it all together. Yeah, it was kind of magical. Yeah. All right. And, and we're planning our party. And last year's party, we had uh, a, a magician a come magician. perform for the kids. Wacko, wacko. Wacko, the magician. Magician, comedian, clown, um, entertainer. He's really, really talented. and Very talented. And he has a very interesting story. And it's so good, in fact, that we are making this episode all wacko. 100% wacko, wackalicious, whacked out. Wacko, wacko, wacko. Yeah. So um, you're not going to be able to really believe this story. I mean, like, it is the craziest shit. Like, just hearing Wacko's history. For, first of all, we're going to play a little bit about him and where he's from, and and then we're going to play the real reason why we ended up getting this interview, which was unbelievable what happened to him. Um, yeah. So um, why don't you give this a listen? Hey, everybody. It's Danny. I'm sorry to interrupt the show, but before we get to Wacko, I have to tell you that this segment's brought to you by Squarespace. 
Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy for you to create professional websites, blogs, portfolios, and online stores. Squarespace includes hosting, analytics, 24-7 support, and even includes a free domain name when you sign up for a year. Start with clean, beautiful templates and then easily customize it to look exactly the way you want. Squarespace has a ton of drag-and-drop functionality. For example, if you want to add a picture, you can add an image block. Simply just drag an image from your desktop to your site. Adding videos, text, audio, and other blocks of content is just as easy. Squarespace takes care of all the technical stuff so you can focus on making great content for your website. With responsive design, your website automatically scales to fit perfectly on every device. Every Squarespace template has its own customized mobile view. It's $8 a month for the standard plan, $16 a month for their unlimited plan, and $24 for the unlimited plan and an online store. For a free trial, go to squarespace.com and when you're ready to purchase, click enter an offer code under pricing and checkout and use the offer code PERFECT6 for 10% off. That's perfect. And then the number 6 or go to fakemustache.com or podcaststone.com and click on the Squarespace banner on the Perfect 10 show page. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. And now, here's Wacko. Amazing magician and good friend, Wacko. But I want to know, should I introduce you as Wacko or Wacko Wacko? It's funny because um, <laughs> that's the magic word, Wacko Wacko, but everyone seems to be saying Wacko Wacko after the show. So even though they know see me as Wacko, that's my name. That's what I go by. Everyone goes, Wacko Wacko. Okay. So, whichever. so with me today is Wacko Wacko. <laughs> Do you um, have any crazy stories about people like doing stuff or not even just during shows? I mean, you started telling me that there's some people out there, like some clown fetish things that have happened to you and things like that oh yes there's this one incident it was um i did a show for i was about 15 about 14 or 15 i did as a clown for my cousins there was this girl there and she was about 18 years old and um I would always tell people that I was 18 as a clown because, you know, I didn't want them, you know, want them thinking that well, we're getting a kid to come do my show. So I always tell people I was 18. So she asked me how old I was, and I said I was 18 and stuff. So she was into that. So later on that day, she actually calls me um, because she, I always pass out my cards. I was making sure to pass my cards out. And she calls me and asks me to come over. She says, you want to make out? I was like, hell yeah, because she was pretty hot. So I got on the bus, went over to her house. And but here's the thing, she said you have to wear the clown makeup. So I put the clown makeup on, full clown dress. I got in the bus, went over to her house, and we made out and and did other stuff. It was awesome. <laughs> and I was 15, and she was she was about 18 or probably older than that. So she molested wow. me. It was awesome. Wow. You, yeah, she had probably no idea. But you'd think of the guy who's doing magic and wearing clown costume as kind of a no pussy getting kind of geeky guy but you're you're scoring no, early huh it's um yeah <laughs> for some reason there's a lot of strange people out there and stuff and they seem to be very attracted to me so they keep coming my direction i can't get away from them like what <laughs> <laughs> well um well, you know, like, obviously there's a lot of girls that want to be assistants to magicians and stuff like that. It's like a dream of theirs. Unfortunately, a lot of them are um, very crazy, and I've, I've dealt with a few of those. Um, one girl in particular, I had to realize I needed to break this off right away and real fast because um, she was, you can tell something was off with her. At first, she seemed normal, 
But once we actually started talking, like she started hitting herself when she would mess up a trick. And this is a while back. This is about maybe about maybe eight years ago. Like and punching herself? Yeah, or? she would hit herself. Like hard, not she just would like, like start hitting herself on the stomach or the chest because she messed up a trick. Oh, and like so, on stage in front no, of the no, no, no. Oh. This is when we were just practicing. That's so why I was oh. like, you know what? Maybe I don't need an assistant. So that I, I moved away from that for a while. But but did you guys in the process? You said like was that somebody that you also hooked up with? Or is um, it was going to go in on that, that way. <laughs> it was going to go that way, but unfortunately, it didn't go that way because I found out how crazy she was before that happened. I never really put it together. I mean, when I go to a magic show and I go to all the ones in Vegas, I always take the kids. So when I see the show, they always have the hot assistant girls. Mm-hmm. But the magician always seems like geeky wearing like this. They always wear those secret things and dance with the girls. And they seem too gay to hook up with the girls. But they probably are. Uh, A lot of the magicians, um, they actually do hook up with their assistants because they're on the road a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, They get bored. They get drunk. Things happen. And things happen, happen. And it's funny because a lot of the magicians, well, I shouldn't say a lot, not all or anything. But, you know, they're, they're kind of eccentric. They're different. They're into strange things just like comics are. And so, you know, things are going to happen on the road. That's why, like, um, the only successful relationships uh, when you're you're a magician and a female assistant, you better be married to them because those are the ones that actually survive. All the other ones, they fall apart. Crazy things happen. And, you know, we'll probably talk a little bit about that later (laughs) on. But uh, let me tell you one of my stories that I was discussing with you about, because usually I always pull up people from the audience to help me out. And I was about 15 and... Um, my dad, it turns out I was talking to my dad after I spoke to you about this, and he said he was actually there and saw the entire thing. I thought he was just in the car. But so uh, what happened was I was doing, doing a performance in Compton, and I believe it was for the Bloods. It was, um, it was for because I performed for a lot of different gangs in the area. I performed in Compton and Watts and stuff. That's where I grew up, so that's why I performed. So one of the Bloods, they decided to hire me for the kids' show, and I started doing the magic and comes to this trick where it's, it's an old brawl trick. It's a brawl trick where you get two scarves, you tie them together, you place this, the, the scarves in the girl's shirt, you pull them, and a bra appears. And it looks like it's her bra and stuff. So here I am. I'm 15 years old doing this brawl trick on this one girl. I didn't realize she was a crackhead and on crack at the time. The reason I found this out because the aftermath, once the bra appeared, she started saying, Get back my motherfucking bra! Get my bra! And she was like really... She really wanted her bra back and I had to explain how to stop during the performance, stop the show, and show her how the bra worked, how it was sewn into the piece, how that was a special pocket. I had to give away everything. Right, to and get this crazy bitch from yeah. killing you. And she was serious. At first, I thought she was just fucking with me. Then I realized, oh my God, she really wants her bra back. She snatched it from me at one point, and we were trying to fight to get it back. And fortunately, one of the guys came up because he was getting pissed because he's paying me for this. And this is in front of all their kids and in front of the entire gang that was there. And it was just hilarious. Well, now I can laugh at it. At the time, I was very scared. But it was, it was, I can laugh at it now. But um, she started flashing everyone, saying, look, he took my motherfucking bra. Give me back my bra. And she's flashing everyone. She had really nasty titties, by the way. <laughs> but uh, she started flashing everyone this. So the guy comes up. He's trying to give me back my bra and trying to tell her put her shirt back on, push her off to the side. And I'm freaking out. So I'm a clown. I have all this crap with me. So, you know, that's the sucky thing about being a magician or a clown. You got a lot of props. So you I'm can't just up and leave cross. quickly. You no, got to get all your comic. I'm out of here in just a minute. 
Give me one more. Just give me about five I, or six I'm, more I minutes swear I'm leaving. Fuck this people. Fuck you. I, I'm not, okay. Let me just let me grab that rabbit thing oh, and that God, rope over yes. there. Yeah, I'm, I'm so out of here. <laughs> and I used to have a ton of props. Now, if you see my show, I, I carry this that small little case, and I can do a 45 minute show. But stuff like that. There's certain situations you want to get out. So I'll finally get out. We're going back to the car. My dad's helping me out with the stuff, and the lady comes rushing again. Look like she's gonna attack us. And she's trying to get into my case. She knocks my stuff down. My dad's trying to push her away. You know, the, the other guy comes back out and stuff. Finally, we get to the car. They hold her back. The guy pays me only half because I didn't finish the entire show. So we get in the car. And my dad looks at me while we're driving. He looks right at me and goes, you got to teach me magic. <laughs> <laughs> I think he liked the boobs. I don't know. That's so funny. You're, it, it must be... Um... An interesting thing for a dad with a son, he's growing, you said you grew up in Compton? Yeah, mostly in the Watts area and stuff, like South Central LA, but I went to school in Compton and later on, you know. He's got this kid that turns to magic. I mean, I guess in some way he's probably delighted that you're not in that gang. But Yeah, because um, the my entire family, they're from Hickory Street Watts, and I'm the only one, me and my, my sister and I were, were the only ones that didn't go into that. Hickory Street Watts is a gang. Is a gang, yeah. So your entire family is in it. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was the weirdo, the the strange one in the family. And you and your sister managed to avoid it. And you're only the two of you in your family, or are there more siblings? Yes, yeah, that's it. So, so she was the gothic one, and I was the weird clown guy that I actually dressed up. Are both up. of your parents in it? Well, my mom passed away a long time ago and stuff, uh, but she was kind of like the leader. They used to call her Chiefy, and hmm. my dad was Wheelo. Those were their gang names. And my dad, you still see him. I, I'm pretty sure you saw him during the show at the Hollywood Improv. He um, he dresses up like a veterano all the time. You can tell this guy's old school. He has a '64 Impala still and a bomb. So it's like, yeah, he just won't move away from it. All his friends are funny. Did you grow up in this kind of household where the parents were raising two kids and working hard to have a living, but also if the gang called, they'd have to go in to do certain things? Ooh, talking about that, yes. I've ran into the cops and stuff like that when I was um, about 12, 13, 14. Around that area, my mom, once in a while, she would get this call at night. She would wake me up, and we'd have to go looking for one of my uncles. I would actually have to get out of the car looking for him because he was either he was running from the police or he was running from one of the other rival gangs. And it was several of my uncles and stuff. So I was out there late at night, had to go to school the next day, but I was actually running around trying to find him looking in bushes and stuff like that to see where I can find him. Then he'd rush to the car, and we'd take off like crazy. And there was a ton of nights like that. I remember one time... My mom, she was like, buckle up, cabron. And I was like, oh, shit, because I didn't know what was going on. And I put my belt on and stuff, and she's, like, revving up this engine. And we're, like, in the middle of the street. And then she just takes off, darting off real quick. And she just runs into this guy, plows into this guy. And I was like, Like you a know, pedestrian? He, or well, a- it turns out the guy was one of the guys from the rival gang that actually killed one of my uncles. And, you know, I'm about... At the time, I think I was like, like 12 or 13, so it was kind of shocking. I'm screaming and stuff. She smacks me in the face to calm down and quiet. And so it was like a lot of craziness like that growing and up. Was it like a hit and run then she took off? Or yeah. Was it... She just Fuck, rammed wacko. him and took off. <laughs> Killed him? No, I have no idea. Probably not because he kind of flew off into the air and stuff, but I still remember. She's passed away now, so I can say that story, I guess. I had nothing to do with that. I wasn't driving. I was really young. <laughs> so I don't know what happened with that guy. And it was crazy stuff. You, you've seen a couple of things like that? Oh, lots of stuff growing up. Um, well, uh, I remember one time I was walking to school. I was going to school in Compton at, at St. Lawrence and actually had a walk to school. It was early in the morning. And I remember um, there was this lady 
and she's you know just yelling at this guy like really violently and stuff. She's throwing shit at him. She runs in the house, and I'm just passing around. Here I am, um, passing directly in front of the house at this point. He's running out, scared shitless. I could see it on his face. I'm looking right at him. She runs out. I see that she has a knife in his her hand. While she's getting, while he's like getting close to the gate, like maybe about four or five feet away, she just starts stabbing him like crazy. And I scream and stuff. And I just get the hell out of there because I'm like, oh shit. So I get to school. I'm all crying and stuff. And they end up giving me detention because I wouldn't like tell him what happened because I was crying. It was really stupid. I know. You got detention for it was not because I was crying and acting weird and stuff that day. No. Oh. But that's a little like a hard way. It was to... a, it was a it was a Catholic school. They were they were very strange people over there. Well, um, if you ever got in trouble for anything, Wacko, you wear orange. So I know, I know. you don't. It's not a big stretch. You have orange glasses. You're wearing orange on your shoes. You have orange. Always, you always wear orange. That's kind of a trademark for that you, right? That is a huge trademark. If you look in my closet, it's prominently bright orange. All my shoes bright orange. Everything's orange. So yeah, if I yeah. Were, like if I was running for the cops or anything like that, they were pretty. They would find, find you fast. and then put you in orange. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. Who knew Wacko was such a dangerous person? <laughs> you know? I mean... Uh, I don't know that he's such a dangerous person, but he has a lot of shit going around life. him. life. No, I mean, got to be honest with you. Being a clown and a magician is not what that usual being... That style of being raised leads to, you know? Well, what do you mean? Why? Why do you say that? I mean, like he—he he even expressed that all those guys are a little bit death, off. You see violence. You see your mom kill somebody. You see possibly, your, your, possibly, yeah. Okay. Your dad, you know. I mean, is gang gangs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's that's a crazy existence, man. Well, he's like a, like lives in this sort of even as an adult, like he's like a brings a lot of joy and happiness to people around him, and he's a comedian. I mean. He just, None of us are not damaged. I right. Mean, yeah. He's very good at what he does, and he he comes by it honestly, right? Yeah. Yeah. They say that um, you know the the level of uh, funny is directly correspondent to the level of uh, fucked up of, did this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of basically, you know, uh, whatever your trauma is, that's how funny you are, and it's. Uh, Wacko's probably really fucking funny, <laughs> like amazingly funny. He, he's, I mean, I love magic. I, I geek out over that I know. stuff. You don't care for magic, so. no? I mean, if you if you love it, you know, it just proves. That Why have you never been a big fan of magic? Is there some reason? No, not really. I just don't care for it that much. I guess when I grew up, the. Uh, the uh, magic is beautiful. Uh, Doug Henning, okay, and I thought it was kind of faggoty. You know the guy, the hippie guy with the big mustache and, I don't even and, know who that and is. the tight leotard, and <laughs> you don't know, remember that guy? He was all over TV, man. Well, when, as soon as you say tari, tight leotard, I can imagine that that's not something you're into, right? Yeah, that, that was just like, what kind of fruity shit is this magic? And then nobody did much to dispel it. You know, I mean, I read about <laughs> Houdini, and then, but then I'd see other guys, and I'm like, well, that guy's a douche. Okay, yeah, he's a magic guy. All right. But as a comic, you know, I've uh, I'm a little upset they get laughs with with uh, props and shit like that. But they're magicians and they're entertainers. You know, I gotta I gotta 
back off of that shit. I know. What's wrong with somebody getting a laugh doing something, you know, other than monology? It's funny. Yeah. It's funny. Well, uh, there's another reason. You know, um, this was back in 91 at the Laugh Stop in Houston, Texas. And um, I mean, I'm seeing, and uh, that that weekend, uh, this uh, Sandy Marcus came up to the old owner and she said, hey, there's a guy who's doing some kind of magic competition in San Francisco, and uh, he wants to run his 10-minute set. <laughs> I okay. think I might know this story. All right. and, and I said, sure, no problem. So um, so she said, just do 8 to 10, okay, and then bring him up, okay, and then the rest of the show will go accordingly. Okay, okay, no problem. So I'm at 8 to 10, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, wrapping up, and... And I, I hear from behind the curtain on stage, hey, do more time. Hey, do more time. And I'm like, what did he say? And there was a guy at the bar, I mean, uh, around the stage that heard him better than I did. And he said, he said, do more time. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I, <laughs> like I the audience, like a, a guy yeah. on the audience? Yeah. So he's like, <laughs> yeah. And so I do, I do like three more minutes, four more minutes, and I'm wrapping it up again. And, uh, and I hear, hey, do more time. And then I go. I look at the guy. He goes, "Yeah." He said, "Do more time again." <laughs> All right. So I do like another four minutes, and and now I'm at the boundaries of my uh, capability. Okay, I am very close to being done with my material. All right, very very close. And I'm doing some crowd work. Birthdays in the house. Okay, I'm up there. And then and then uh, and I'm like, "All right, folks, we have a magician." Are you fucking ready now? Okay. He's like, yeah, I guess I am. All right, this guy's got a big competition in San Francisco this week, and uh, he's going to run a set for you guys. I hope you enjoy it. The magic of, I don't remember his name, okay? And so I got off the stage, and this guy comes up, and it's cheese ball stuff, you know, with the table and the hat and everything, and and he's wearing a tuxedo with tails, and uh, he uh, does something, and... Uh, Produces a, uh, a a dove, okay, a sleight of hand, okay, <laughs> you know, flowers into a dove, right? And he had a perch set up on the stage, okay, and he let the dove go, and the dove flew around the room, and then it was the room was so dark and the lights were so bright on stage that I guess it fucked up the dove's vision, okay, because the <laughs> dove was heading back to the perch. And smacked into the fucking wall. All right. And and it's flopping on the fucking stage. Okay. And people are like, oh my God. Okay. All right. I and the two other comedians were the only people laughing in the whole fucking place. We just saw a dove die and we're fucking crying laughing. All right. They might be the fucking funniest thing of all time with the guy sweating. You can see him sweating. And then he does he does a, a, a hat joke, okay, and then produces another one, another dove, all right, lets that fucker fly right into the fucking wall. It's flopping right there on the fucking ground beside the other dove. It's this is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. Okay. I think That's I have horrible. snot coming out of my nose. I'm crying. We're all all the comics are dying laughing. All right. The and audience it, is the just, audience is in total shock, but some people are starting to laugh because they hear us dying. <laughs> okay, you know it's like that awkward laughter. Okay, like did you ever see Grand Torino? You saw yes, it. Okay, yes, yes. Okay, don't be the first guy laughing at that one. Everybody thinks you're a racist for 15 minutes till they get the joke. Okay, right, right. But that's kind of like people thought we were fucking horrible, but also people thought it was fucking hilarious. All right, his big finale. 
He's got this thing and it's flowers. Then he puts this cover over it. Okay. And then, and then, uh, it comes back out. All right. And, and, uh, it's, um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's the another dove. It, it will be another <laughs> dove. Okay. It goes fire. Okay. And then he puts it down and another <laughs> dove. Okay. Another dove appears. All right. And he lets that dove go. And that dove's flying around the room and it sees the carnage of the two other fucking doves. So it books it to the lights. Okay. To those lights. Now those lights are about 800 fucking degrees. Okay. So as soon as it lands, it fucking ignites. It ignited, okay? The feathers on that fucking dove lit up, okay? It's on fire, all right? And you have no idea how combustible fucking birds are. Holy shit. This bird caught on fire, okay? It fell down to the ground, okay? It fell down to the ground on the stage, and it's flopping on fire. Oh, God. Okay? A lady takes her drink and throws it on it, but it's almost all alcohol, so the oh, fucking no. the bird is incinerated, okay? Just a blue <laughs> flame God. smoke. It was horrible. Okay, all right. The guy freaks out. The manager runs up on stage with a fucking uh, the fire extinguisher. All right, and then and, and then they tell me go up. I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Okay, how do you follow the birds catching on fire and two dead birds? By the way, the guy, okay, the uh, the manager had the burnt bird. Okay, that was still smoking. All right, he had to carry that out in a basket that they had sandwiches in. All right, and uh, the oh. dove, the 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 magician picked up the two dead doves. Oh, fucking funniest shit I've ever seen in my life, man. All right, and, and it's awful. <laughs> I get up there and people are still panicked. Okay, some people wanted to leave. I go up there and I go, folks, ta da! <laughs> How about that magic? Magic wasn't that amazing? And uh, I brought up uh, a guy named uh, Oh my God, uh, Johnny. Um, uh, uh, oh, he was on uh, the uh, uh, King of the Hill. Um, Johnny, uh, Johnny Hardwick. Johnny oh, Hardwick wow. was the feature act, oh, and uh, it was it was a crazy, crazy fucking night, man. So th- I would think that would make you love magic even more. <laughs> no, no, it made me disrespect it. You know, I mean, I mean, it's like I've got no respect. You kill fucking birds. Yeah, that's pretty horrible. I know, and you only made three people laugh. Might as well get some laughter out of it. Right? Oh, well, it got you laughing. It's a great oh, story. Hilarious. So funny. Well, you would think that the first part of this interview with Wacko would be it, right? Right. Yeah, but we're going to produce more magic with, with our big reveal now. Oh, okay. So the the first part was like the setup for the trick. Yes. Okay. It was yes. the waving of the wand. That's and this right. Is the actually, this rabbit is gets pulled out of the hat. Yeah. This is the rabbit. Let me first tell you. Uh, this segment of uh, our podcast is brought to you by Ting. It's the new, better way of uh, having a cell phone. Is your cell phone bill too high? Are you paying for data? Are you paying too much? You, you, you get these big plans, and you don't use all of it, and you don't get to use your minutes. Well, Ting's got uh, it's a mobile that makes sense. You only pay for what you use, and uh, you save a ton of money. Ting uses the... Uh, 
Sprint Network. And so uh, if you have great Sprint coverage, you'll have great coverage on Ting. And, you know, they have a no-hold customer support. So you're not talking to India. All right? You're talking to real people, okay? If you want to save money on your phone bill, just go to perfect.ting.com or click on the Ting banner on Perfect 10 podcast page, uh, podcast1.com or our site, perfect10pod.com. Okay? And by doing that, you'll save $25 on your first mobile device or get $25 credit towards service if you need to bring your own over. All right? It's Ting. It's mobile that makes sense. Now, it's part two of Wacko. Everybody knows I've got the magic in me. When I hit the floor, the girls come snapping at me. Now, everybody wants a breast of magic, magic. You're starting to tell me about some really crazy stuff that's happened to you lately. It's like heartbreaking and crazy. Uh, yeah. and I've been an idiot. Usually, like oh, going back to the drugs and alcohol stuff, I used to do a lot of drinking in um, junior high and high school because I used to get the um, guys around the neighborhood, uh, the, the, the drunks in the neighborhood, I'd give them extra money so they can go get me stuff. So it kind of helped with the pain sometimes especially with the craziness. But later on, and I've always helped people and I always got lost in helping people. But this time, I had to apologize to my wife because I really screwed up really bad. And um, I decided it was time to have an assistant again because this one girl came back into my life. and Well, not back into my life. She came into my life and I, she was having like tons of problems. And she How long was, ago was it that she came in? This was two years ago. And um, I decided to help her because she was... How um, did you meet her? Uh, met her at the Magic Castle and also part of the burlesque community because her boyfriend at the time, well, she had two boyfriends at the time. I didn't know that. Um, one of her boyfriends was a magician at the Magic Castle, but she was also dating this other guy and had a strange arrangement where she would go to um, swinger clubs and stuff, and he would be her – well, she would be his, his into because you'd have to bring a girl into a swinger club to participate and partake in certain things. And so she would tell me she'd just get completely wasted and it was kind of like getting raped every night. But, you know, as long as she had a place to stay and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. Later on, it turns out she was abandoned at the age of um, 14. Um, she went to go live with this one lady and she was like, you know, training dogs and stuff like that. And um, during that time, uh, for a few years, her the lady's husband was raping her. Oh, during that time because she didn't say anything she was like she was a really nice girl at the time you know nothing to do so no place to go so might as well go along with it so in her mindset you know she's a really br- brilliant smart girl but she was just did whatever she had to do to survive and i understood that because that's kind of what i did and so i wanted to show her that there's something else out there turns out she was an artist so i was like why don't you start doing face painting so i got her involved with the face painting stuff and she was my face painter i also started showing her how to um do balloon sculpting, and she started, after a while, she started um, developing her own techniques, and she was getting really good, really amazing, but her past started coming up, and she was afraid of it, because even her sister, the bitch that the sister is, she's also, the, the sister was actually a prostitute for many years and stuff, and she was very jealous of my assistant, and she decided to start saying, you know, why don't you get a real job, and this girl, she doesn't even work, she sells her body for a living, and turns out, oh. you know, my assistant was actually making more money than she was because she was pulling at least two to three thousand dollars a month sometimes, just doing everything I taught her how to do and and how to get the gigs and how to go to different restaurants and get paid at the restaurants like eighty five dollars for an hour to do the restaurant gigs and you know pass out your cards to generate more business and everything. I showed her Yelp and 
um, how to establish yourself without paying anything, you know, online to um, basically get your name out there. And she was doing that. Everything was working perfect. But, you know, once your sister starts saying things like, well, if you ever make it, I'll make some money off of TNZ. I'll go ahead and sell some of your pictures and stuff because, you know, she had advertisements online with certain alternative websites and stuff. Um, You know, that was her lifestyle. But she turned away from that, became a completely different person. Like you would a lot of people didn't even recognize her because, you know, she was no longer that person. Um, She even looked completely different. New hairstyle, new personality. Everything was completely different. But um, recently, um, I won't go into too much detail and stuff because there, you know, there's there's a lot of things going on. But I actually found her. Um, we were gonna go to a gig. She didn't go with me to the first gig, but she was actually staying with me. And I found her in uh, my room when I came back after one of the gigs. She had hung herself. Um, God, I'm gonna try not to cry on this one. But um, all right, so. Um, I found her, tried to bring her down and stuff, tried to give her CPR and all that, and, you know, screaming like crazy. My dad was there. Uh, he came into the room, started freaking out also, and he saw her hanging there. And I just started yelling at him, you know, you know, call the police, call the police. They went to get the police. They came. I was Even though I knew she was gone, she was dead, I didn't want to give up, and I was continuing with CPR. And I don't know, I just felt there would, you know, some type of way of bringing her back. I don't know why I kept doing it, but I didn't want to give up on her. And, you know, I even, you know, almost screwed up my entire relationship with my wife because of this whole situation because I was putting a lot of effort into her because when I looked at her, I saw myself. And no one helped me, and I knew she was very depressed. Once in a while she talked about suicide and stuff, but I, I never really, you know, I should have got the real help that she really needed. I shouldn't try to help her the way I did. I helped myself. You know, she's, um, she was 24 when she did this, and this was only a few weeks ago. And so um, now, I uh, didn't know about this, like a few days afterwards, her sister started calling people and telling them, uh, like some of my friends, at least some of the people I thought were my friends, she started telling them that Wacko murdered her and that I supposedly beat her up. And you know, the police report wasn't even out yet. She was making stuff up, saying that I beat her up and there was extra bruises on her body and just all these terrible things. I won't even go into detail because it really pisses me off what she said. And everyone that knew me and that knew her, my assistant, I won't even say her name because you know we're probably going to have a little problem soon. But um, everyone that knew us knew I was trying to help her every possible way. I put so much effort. I even started putting my career aside so I can help her so that she can, you know, basically live on her own and not need anyone. To, um, it's like the most horrible situation. And I can't help myself when I say this. I'm just such a terrible person when I say, when you mean effort, do you mean your dick? <laughs> I'm putting <laughs> that into her on occasion. My wife is actually sitting a few right. feet away from us right I now. Know, I know. But this is. I, I warned her. I was like, we're going to be probably talking about certain things. Are you sure you want to come over here? Well, she can but pipe up anytime she She's wants. such a sweetheart. Oh my God. I, I cannot believe that she's actually still with me. But I feel like I'm Jerry all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> I'm, she actually, I, I told her everything. I even. Uh, a while back, we even had, well, I got divorce papers and stuff because I wanted to keep her away. I thought in, in my way, I was going to save her by not having to have her deal with all the craziness because there was a lot of shit going on. Her family, the, the entire family on my assistant's side, they're all fucking psycho. 
and that's coming out right now. And the mom, she keeps sending me things, you know, death threats and stuff like that. The brother also. Um, it's just, it's insane because they can't, you know, they, they can't see what they did. Um, the brother was an asshole to her growing up. The mom abandoned her for a long time. You know, she had a fend for herself. The sister's always been mean and vicious to her, always jealous. And, you know, it's just, it's really sad that now they're trying to attack me. Um, and the mom keeps saying, you know, we're going to take down your career, you know, you know, try to do gigs now and stuff. And I'm not sure what they're planning, but I know they're planning something. That's why I'm, the the mom said she's like happy, you know, uh, on New Year's day, on New Year's Eve, she was like, have a happy New Year's wacko. I want to have a civil lawsuit against you. He's going to be coming soon. Happy New Year's. You know, so she says shit like that and just, it's really annoying, but. And are you just like, Hey, wacko, wacko. <laughs> is this, how do you deal with that? Is Did this, you I go in behind a cape and disappear? <laughs> oh, God, I wish I could do that. All right, your wife is here. Let's, let's go ahead and hear from her a little bit. So, oh, okay. So it's not as uncomfortable. This is the most amazing person in the entire world. My wife, Amanda, she is simply like, I've never been able to say anything bad about her because she's always been a strong um, even though she's a very soft person, she has an amazing personality. She's just so sweet. And everyone that meets her for the first time, I'm like, oh, I love this girl. There's something about her. And I really don't deserve her. I actually, I even gave her um, the divorce papers. Like, if you ever change your mind about us, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> okay, no crying. Um, I even gave her the divorce papers, told her if she ever changes her mind about me and stuff, she can just go ahead and sign it. I'll sign it because whatever she decides to do in life, I'm 100% behind her. If she ever decides to do a, a life change or anything like that, I am going to support her in any way possible because this bitch is amazing. She really is. This is my wife, Amanda. Go ahead <laughs> I love and it. pass that over, I guess. Amanda, the bitch. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, it's like unbelievable like the woman that he was with murdered her like killed herself in your bedroom right well, and actually it it's, was in my dad's house in, dad's in my house. room because i had moved her in over there because she was supposed oh, to go to ohio okay all right and this is a time that we were actually i was trying to push myself away from amanda so that i can you know deal with her because i was i was like i figured oh. she's almost trained I, I can move away because I wanted my life back because you want to come back to ins- your wife. Yeah. There was too much insanity going on with her. And so, yeah, well, it, I mean, the last two years have been really tough. I mean, um, not to mention that, you know, being married to an entertain entertainer is, can be difficult, uh, especially with, you know, him being away like days at a time. And, you know, when, when, um, he brought on an assistant. Um, well, I, you know, I have to admit I was a little heartbroken. I I always wanted to be his assistant. And I guess, you know, at the time I felt, well, I, I guess I don't have what it takes and this girl does. And um, just a, a lot of rough times. So, I mean, I love him. I love Wacko, a.k.a. Ramon, so dearly. And um, I... It's it's so hard to be mad at him. I mean, yeah, I have my moments where I get angry. Um, I'm, I'm really, you know, trying my best to like be there for him and kind of deal with my own emotions. And because um, he, you know, marriage is is a tough thing, and um, something like this, 
it's definitely made me stronger. Definitely. Actually, you know. Physically, too. She wants to beat people up. Oh, oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, Definitely. And seeing myself, uh, you know, before I met Ramon and now, I I think overall I'm a better person, you know, confidence-wise and emotionally. And, like I have a tendency of trying to help people, and I've been trying to help her, too, to try to grow towards something. And, oh, my goodness. And that was kind of dumb. One thing, um, <laughs> one you know, some advice to offer the public is if if you run into people with issues, try to get them professional help. Yeah. Unless you're a single person that, you know, wants a tumultuous relationship. Go ahead. But, um, Get professional help. Especially if you're <laughs> depressed, look for the signs. You know, um, towards the end, I, there was a lot of signs popping up, but I thought she was just doing her, you know, her, I'm depressed, I'm going to kill myself kind of thing. I didn't really think she was going to do it. But she started acting very strange, and then, you know, um, I ignored some of the signs because I was trying to get ready for a show and stuff, and I was like, the, the last thing I said, which I feel really bad about, was instead of saying, you know, something encouraging, I was like, don't do anything stupid. Those are my last words. And that bothers me so much because I, I should have, you know, I should have got her the proper help. I shouldn't have tried to show her, you know, another way out. It's just, you know, you have your intentions there and stuff. And I fell into this weird, stupid vortex of just trying to help someone and trying to show them love. And even though I loved my wife, I mean, this is really stupid of me. I know. She hung herself. You should have given her one of those magic ropes. Oh, God. That just. <laughs> <laughs> too soon? Is it? Is it too soon? <laughs> no, it's not. It's okay. Not. No, comics. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't go over some of the jokes. But comics, they have a certain way. They, you know, you don't want to be depressed. You want to, you know, cheer up a person. That's their entire life and stuff. So, a lot of the comics said some really bad, terrible jokes that I can never tell the general public because they're like, wow, they're uh, funny to comics, but like what? Holy Come shit! Come on, what, what, what? No. Well, someone said. <laughs> Someone said, well, uh, my phone just died. And someone said, uh, did it hang itself? <laughs> and another person said, you know, I really want to call Wacko to, to see if he's doing okay and stuff, but I'm afraid. And the other comic was like, why? It's like, that will be the longest conversation in the world. And why is that? Because I won't be able to hang up on him ever. <laughs> so it's that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. But it is yeah. too soon. It's too soon. But comics, that's the way they do. The other stuff I couldn't even remember because I was like crying and laughing at the same time because, you know, I'm still, I was still in pain at the time where they were saying these jokes because they're trying to cheer me up. But, well, yeah. that, uh, if her mother really wants to find you, I mean, it's not going to be hard to so just be like, look for the guy in the bright orange shirt and Can't the bright orange the glasses and the bright orange shoes. Plus, everyone knows where I'm at and stuff because I do a lot of public performances, so you can't miss me. Yeah, no. If you yell at a crowd, wacko, wacko, you're going to turn around. <laughs> the guy knows he's, he's got over you. here. <laughs> I don't want to overstep my bounds here in the we're middle of go Jerry Springer first. here. We're going to do some but counseling. So how long stuff. were you banging this girl on the side? And did Amanda, did you know that was going on? I mean, uh, well, going back to the day that I met her, which is the day that he met her, I did not like her. And that has never... You mean the stripper that's coming up or whatever you yeah, said? She that, yeah, okay. she was right. a stripper. Okay, all right. I wonder why. Like, yeah, you don't want that near your man. She was very sexually yes. inclined and all kinds of weird stuff that I was into. I was not into. You said not into <laughs> not that into. you found yourself into? 
Yeah, just curiosity. Well, Rocco, you do like have that. a straight jacket in your yeah, uh, yeah, I do have a straight artillery. jacket and stuff. Had a lot of strange things in the car. If the cops ever pull me over, they're gonna be like, "What the hell is this shit?" And I have to tell, "I'm a magician." Yeah, because he, he okay. So Rocco does this trick in which he's able to get out of a straight jacket, which I think is awesome. I but a straight um, tee, strip straight. Yeah, you do a strip tease with your straight jacket. It's very funny. It's a very um, perverted show for the adult shows. But okay, so I mean, like the stripper comes into your life and is with your. Wants to work with your husband. You must have been like, uh, no, right? That must have been the beginning of it all, right? Yeah, she had actually gone to him for um, magic lessons. Yeah, she wanted to learn magic. And the lessons, of course, were late at night, like nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night. And I had to get up early for work the next day, so I couldn't really hang around. So I'd say, well, good night, guys, and you know they would go on with their lessons. Did she make your dick disappear in her mouth? Was that one of the that tricks you taught her? On. That was oh, until later on. Okay, just checking. All right, moving on. <laughs> Man, he's not liking that one. <laughs> this, is, this is all very soon. I can't believe you guys are even over here telling me this. I feel terrible, by the way, but I can't. I, I can't help myself. Okay. <laughs> and so it, his relationship with this uh, girl um, progressed, and you know they would hang out a lot. And finally, I just said maybe a couple a month or two into the time that they met, I said, look, you can't see this girl every day. He was seeing her, like, on a daily basis, and he she, he brought her along, like, to our, um, like, uh, I think it was a Father's Day weekend to... She had nowhere else to go. I felt bad for the girl. And really, at the time, I was not after anything. This is just... I geek out when it comes to magic. I love teaching and I saw herself in me when I was younger and I wanted to help her out. So I was like, she, this girl has nowhere to go, no family to help her out. You know, like, let's just bring her along, which was fucking well, stupid. Okay. Me. You must've looked like a slutty girl back then. Right. <laughs> oh, snap. Okay. All right. Here we go. Well, I did prostitute on the weekends, but I didn't look like a slutty well, girl. Well, I guess Wacko, your position might've been a little different. Cause I mean, you couldn't make money by, this was really dumb. Hot yeah, tits yeah. or whatever. I but, made okay. money off of hustling for other ways and stuff. And right. I did some other activities. Well, you found somebody that you related to on an interesting level. And yeah. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to teach her as much as possible. And I figured this girl had a lot of talent. She could make it. And maybe and she, she could teach you a few things on the way, too, apparently. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I'm glad somebody wants to hear my side of the story. Thank you. Uh, but, you know, he actually decided to uh, put her on stage at that Hollywood improv. And, um, of course, I was pissed off. But, you know, okay, this is for his career. I don't want to stand in his way. So. Everyone liked the act. Um, I, I actually didn't enjoy no, it. Mandy didn't like the act, and so did her parents. And, and you know, so my parents actually showed up that night. And, you know, so did my aunt and uncle. And but nothing was going on at this time. This is just... Well, supposedly. I mean, if you had seen them interact, like the first... Since the day they met, there was a ton of flirting, ton of physical contact, you know, just you know, touching on the arm or shoulder. It just pissed me off. He knew it, and he continued it. So, anyway, that night at the I improv... I remember that. <laughs> oh, the, well... When a guy's around an attractive, <laughs> slutty girl, you know, everything else goes out the window, I'm sure. Well, and there's things that people pick up on, like when you're in the audience. Like, your family's going to be like, why is this woman around my son-in-law so much? Like, I I mean, the people probably picked up on it before you even did. Yeah, it's quite possible. Yeah, they did. Definitely. And, you know, if several months after they met, you know, he realized, you know, oh, yeah, this looks really bad. And people were asking him, hey, what's going on between you and this girl? And And yet... 
I mean, yeah, he got her to move away, but he continued to the relationship. Because I was trying to help her out up north. She, I got her to move up north and stuff, move her away, so I could figure it out. And I, okay, I got to push her away because she's starting to... She wanted what me and my wife had, and that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to continue to help her, but I'm going to push her away. So, but that that didn't work out. And no, number one, she did admit that she was in love with Wacko, and and he continued to one have time, a relationship yeah, with her. Yeah, one time I went to Vegas. Oh, that was terrible. Went to Vegas. Me and her decided to get drunk because Amanda didn't want to get drunk, so it was just me, Amanda, and her. And no, I I drank too, but she, you know she, they decided to do some one fucked one. Up. That's like. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Backstory. <laughs> so you guys went to Vegas, the three of you? Yeah. Was it for work or was it? It was for my friend was going to, um, she was going to get engaged too. And um, so she, we, we got. Wait, it. she was getting engaged. The... My friend was getting engaged too. Oh. One of my other friends. But it had nothing to do with the girl that. No. So okay. we were like going to Vegas and I didn't want to leave the girl by herself. So I was like, come with us. I know that's fucking stupid. I know. Did you. Mandy's sh- looking at me. Hotel like, rooms? Like, asshole. were you in the. We're different hotel rooms, but. Um, she, uh, we got so wasted that we decided to come to my room, I guess, somehow. And I didn't know what was going on. Manny's looking like fucking jackass. Let me say for the first time, Wacko's an asshole. But, yes, I um, know I am. No, this, this uh, it was actually a birthday weekend for, you know, one of my best friends. Actually, the girl that introduced me to Wacko. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. for her her and her husband's birthdays. And, you know, uh, well, no, her her boyfriend at the time he's like i'm gonna propose to my friend i'd really like you guys to come along and then wacko's like hey can we bring uh her along i'm like i'm thinking you really want to he's like oh well she you know i don't want to it, it was like uh july 4th weekend i think too mm-hmm. so he insisted so uh, and then when we My got to Vegas, I actually, you know, paid for her room. I did not want her in the same room with us. I said, look, I don't care how much the room is. I'm going to pay for her own room. And then when we all got drunk, I couldn't even get drunk. I, as much as I drank, I could not get drunk with the slut hanging out, his so-called assistant. But anyway, um, and he insisted she stay in our room. Oh, well, she's drunk. You know, I don't want to leave her alone. I was drunk. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's... And at Wacko this point, we, we weren't, we, weren't, we really didn't do anything. I was still thinking in my head, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're not messing around or anything like that. I was trying to keep it innocent in my head. It was not. But that's the night that I, I come out of the room, like Amanda takes me into the thing. She's like freaking out. I'm trying to figure out what's going on because I am like fucking wasted, wasted. Like I barely drink. And when I drink, the only time I drink really is to get drunk. And so I figured she had some problems. I had some problems. Like, let's get drunk, all of us, and we just, you know, fucking pass out or something. But I come out of the room, and and my assistant is almost butt naked on the floor, like, near the bed. And I had no idea what was going on. I guess She had was, her bra and G-string. I was like, okay, I'm going to put Wacko in the bathroom because he doesn't need to see this. Do you think at any point, I mean, not for... I, I don't know, but Amanda, it sounds like she would have banged you and him together. That sounds like what that was, what yes, that girl was working was, up that's to. That's what she was going to do. That's, that's what, what she wanted. She wanted you as well. That. I found that out afterwards because I thought maybe she's just, this is her way of thanking us for Did being you know nice. That? I know <laughs> Thank why. you. I know that sounds weird and stuff. <laughs> But, you know, thank you guys so much. You guys are such a nice couple. I'll go ahead and bang both of you guys right now because this is the only way I know how to oh. how to thank people right now. That's seriously what... I I'm think. sure that there's some people out there listening to this because 
you know, I'm sure there's some very nice strippers. I know there are. I've been friends with some girls that were that had stripped, but like a good stripper will know how to get into a marriage. Like that's their that's their thing. Like that's like a hustle. Sounds like it. So did you ever did you realize that she might have been trying to bang you too, Amanda? I mean, that's kind of interesting, right? They would think about it that way. Yeah, um, that that night she was, you know, commented, oh my God, you guys are both so cute. I would do both of you, like, if I could. See, I was so wasted. I didn't even hear that. And I didn't realize that till the next day. And that's when Manny was, like, telling me she was pissed, really pissed. And that's when yeah. I had to start separating them because, you know, I was still trying to help her out and still maintain my relationship with my wife. But it just went downhill. And I started doing stupid shit. Elaborate on the stupid shit. You can't just say stupid shit. You got to go into detail now. I know. I know Amanda's here, but I mean, you said she was into crazy stuff, and then you got into some she, crazy. She used to stuff. go into. Um, Have you heard about the crazy stuff, or is this all new? Going to be new to you right now? Because no, I'm, this, I'm getting some nervous. Of the stuff is going to get new. I don't want to get into I've, this I've stuff. I have really no idea what they did. Because there's a civil intimately. lawsuit, I don't want to go into that. But she was into some really sick shit that I I didn't even want to deal with. Like her boyfriend at the time um would pay certain guys to come and do like weird stuff like knife play and like suspensions and all kinds of other stuff fisting and all that stuff was she like multiple piercings that type of person no, no? she looked normal the only thing she had on the back of her neck she was collared and i don't know if you know what that is but usually in the bdsm clubs and, and fraternities and stuff they'll have like a collar and they'll have a d-ring on it and that basically shows that they're a slave so he was the master she was the slave and so on the back of her neck, she actually had a tattoo because they were in, in their community. What they do is instead of getting married, they get collared. So at, when you're at the clubs, you can, you know, people know that that person is a slave. They belong to someone. So if you want to mess with them, you have to ask the master to see if you can play with their slave. And that's, that's the way it works and stuff. So. <laughs> wow. So when she met you, she really did find somebody that she thought was nice. That totally messed with your life. Yeah. So. Because I wasn't, I wasn't into any of that stuff. But you know, it's always you're always curious about those things. And being a magician, you always have to find out the truth behind things. You always, I'm always constantly researching. Like I can't sleep if I can't figure out how something's done. Like strange things, just anything in particular. Like or like. So did you figure out how to do somebody in the BDSM world? <laughs> did you unlock that, that puzzle? That was a little bit too easy. Yes. Is that something that you've ever been interested in doing, Amanda? Like, is that? I mean. If Waco's into that type of thing, you didn't know that. Mandy was a swinger at one point. <laughs> You're a swinger? Well, you know, everybody has, you know, demons in their closet. But, I mean, it, it was actually based on a previous relationship. and I, I really stole Mando no... away from the guy. Yeah, he. when I met Waco, he... Um, yeah, he got me out of a bad relationship. Like I said, I always help people. He's out. always wrong helping with me? I can't people. help. I can't help myself. I go on Facebook at night sometimes and see who's feeling depressed, and I make them, I cheer them up. And you know, and that's kind of how I, I met the last person I was with online. I was lonely. I would go online all the time chatting, and I, I, I some boobies. I just Ooh, recently, yeah. <laughs> I just recently told Wacko. I said, hey. You, you know, be careful with going online and, you know, being in a lonely place. You, you start making connections with other people. And unless you're single, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. I mean, I know he needs he needs an assistant. It, it should be me. Yeah. So. yeah it's She's the second time now. you She's brought that ready. up. Do you want Amanda to now be I, your assistant? I do. She's ready. <laughs> Mentally. <laughs> Mentally. 
Danny's laughing. <laughs> we had to go through this whole traumatic experience to get her ready for it. Oh, my God. She can handle anything at this point, don't you think? <laughs> well, thank you, Laco. You know, this is training. Thank you. This is training. This is how this this is what magicians do with their sisters with their so wives. Wacko. Yeah. You didn't you didn't you didn't read the rule book when I when I started. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't get the memo on that. Okay. It's funny because when I saw you the other night at the club, I I, I asked you the first time. I was, are you assisting Wacko now? Because you were there with the suitcase and everything. I thought you were. I just made the I'm natural. S- no, assumption. I'm slowly getting her involved in stuff, so having her put my stuff away because she's a perfectionist. <laughs> okay, she- I just want her to carry my shit because I don't have any else to do it now because she hung herself. Oh. Make people very sad. <laughs> the sad side of entertainment. So where do we go from here? You know, there's like, happy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, geez, it's, we're way off into a really bad subject. <laughs> no, I mean this is what you wanted to talk about. I guess like it's. I mean, shit. I mean, somebody hangs themselves, and you, just like just the story. You're cheating on your wife with a girl who ends up hanging herself in your presence. Mm-hmm. It just, it's completely an it's a, unbelievable story. I mean, it's like. It's a huge mind fuck. I mean, every time I think things are going to be calmer, because there's a lot of crazy shit that happened in my past. And I think, what can possibly outdo this? And then that happens. So I'm actually bracing myself for something else in the future. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to try to stay away from as many crazy people as possible because I, I can't deal with this anymore. This is insane. Hmm. I've seen people get shot and stabbed. I've been shot at. You know, um, a couple of drive-bys and stuff like that. I've seen some crazy things. My uncle passed away in front of me trying to save all of us when we were little kids. You know, I got to see him get shot in the back and stuff. And my other cousin, my poor third thing, he got to see his um, his dad get killed, you know, shot in the forehead and stabbed a whole bunch of times, thing like 70-something times. And, you know, the stuff that I had to deal with growing up is just... And then once she thinks everything's calm, here I am. My career's starting to take off and stuff. And stripper hands or something. And I fuck everything up by getting involved with the wrong person. Wow. It'll be interesting to see if you guys are able to work it out and keep your marriage together. I'm always fascinated by women who are able to stay with their guy after they cheat. I don't know if I could do that, but I think that there's all you don't know until you've been in that situation. Here's the thing with Amanda, she, uh, everyone always meets her and knows her and stuff, knows that she has the biggest heart. I mean, I've never met anyone like her. She cares so much. You know those commercials with little dogs that come? I have to jump in front of her real quick because she starts crying. The instant that thing, the music starts playing, I have to jump in front of the TV like, no, 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 don't look, don't look, and try to block her because she just starts tearing up and crying. I mean, like full force crying, not just a little tear there. She's just, you realize why? Because she's not crying about the dog. She's crying about her husband picking the stripper. She just wasn't able to verbalize it at that time. I mean, it's never the dog in the commercial. That's just the trigger. (laughs) She's like, I'm like that dog. Probably. She's saying that she has a messed up eye and a little leg. You know, you can go in a circle. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Right? I don't know. No, I mean, I've always been that way. However, lately, I've I've gotten stronger. So we're now Wacko's crying at those commercials. Oh, my God. That's right. 
oh yeah. my god i've been so emotional lately i'm like what the well, fuck i'm becoming yeah. this big pussy i started crying like the, i wasn't by i was in the living room by myself the commercial comes i'm like oh it's fucking commercial i'm staring at it two seconds into it i start bawling and i had to get up and run to the bathroom I'm like what the fuck's wrong with me what's going on i'm fucking losing it right now I had to cry. I started crying at the end of Beethoven, the dog movie, the other day. <laughs> Can I do something? We'll see which one of them cries first. Okay, all right. Oh, In the arms of the angels, <laughs> every day another dog is killed. These are innocent dogs living in neighborhoods near you. Golden Retrievers, Jack Russell Terriers. Some Good dogs. They sit, they stay, they give handshakes, and then they die because you don't want to love them. In little cages like this, all over the country. <laughs> he was getting close. He was getting close. I didn't want him to. I didn't want it to happen. Oh man. Fuck you. <laughs> These are tears of happiness. Is that? Is a tear of happiness. You bastard. (laughs) I'm emotional. I just lost one. (laughs) Oh man, that's kind of cruel. I'm sorry that that worked. I was totally kidding with you. You just can't. It's Sarah McLaughlin. That's what it is. Wacko, I'm I'm so glad that you came over and shared your story. Oh my god! And Amanda, I thought this thank was gonna you. be happier. Oh, I didn't know what to. Expect. I have happy story. Let me tell you one quick, really happy story. Are you gonna Are you gonna button what. this up with a little a little ditty about something funny <laughs> other than hooker strippers uh, dying and okay suicide <laughs> strippers suicide? Let me just button this up with a cute little wacky wacko story. Fuck, you know I realize I don't got anything that's that's good. <laughs> Nothing. He threw me off with that damn song. (laughs) Oh my gosh! You're gonna just, you know what I think? um, Sometimes you hear about these things happening in marriages, and then, then you just spend the rest of your life making, making it up to her. I'm gonna fucking make this shit up to her as long as she keeps me. I'm serious. You're so gonna be his assistant. Anyways, (laughs) you've got it. Get that sequined outfit out of your closet, girl. You're going, you're going for it. You're really ready now. You are. You, you've got what it takes. You have passed <laughs> the test to become a magician's assistant. Oh, wacko, wacko. <laughs> got a black magic woman. Got a black magic woman. I've got a black magic woman. Got me so blind I can see That she's a black magic woman She's trying to make a devil Holy shit Yeah, right? Listening to it, like it's been a few months since we recorded that But it just gives me the chills Like, Gives me the chills I know, crazy Wow Wow Man Not our typical yeah. weekly podcast But you know what? Yeah it's so right now I could use a good shit myself story. <laughs> yeah, right. We yeah. don't have sh- anything about shit. shitting, but no, no. yeah, just crazy wow. hooker suicides and wow, this is mind blowing. I mean, wow, it, it's so bizarre. I mean, it's like okay, a magician, 
all right, who's married, all right, already maybe 1% of all magicians, <laughs> okay? And then, and then uh, starts having an affair with a stripper that's his assistant. We got to be like, he's got to be the only one in the country. No, 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 I'm pretty sure. No, that I mean, that, that have assistants of- having sex, but to be married and then move her in and then all this other shit, I mean, wow, man. Definitely more to the story than what right? they put on. I mean, I think that when somebody look at when 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 you reveal a certain amount of stuff in an interview, you know, you kind of you don't reveal everything, right? At the end of the day, so like there's a lot of stuff they didn't talk about. That's what I want to know. I want to know more. I hope Wacko will come back and talk with us again. I hope so too. I'd I like hope to so too. More. I mean, and and you know what? I know the fans. They're gonna have a ton of shit to say about this. If you're listening to this, by all means. Uh, Tweet me back at Ralphie underscore May or go to uh, Perfect Ten Pod. Okay, uh, make a comment. Yeah, make a comment, man. So it, I don't know if they're going to be. Well, I don't know if he's going to be interested in sharing more with us. But if he is, we'll try and bring you guys some more because I think that like we're going to try to this. This is amazing. Maybe yeah. before you know, I'll get him to play August's party, and then before I pay him, I'll fucking hey, you got to record some shit. <laughs> I hold it over his head. I don't know. I mean, it, it, this is a crazy story. This is hands down the say, craziest story we've ever done. Wacko makes one of the greatest balloons I've ever seen. Do you remember at the end of our Okay, are you really about to dismiss a guy who has an affair and cheats on his wife I, and then his mistress dies? And then, but it's a balloon. So we can end on levity here. Let me finish. <sighs> okay. It's a penis balloon. Okay. And when you squeeze it, it shoots out little balloons. <laughs> He puts stuff in the wow. balloon balls and squeezes it, and it shoots out <laughs> little tinier balloons. And Tony and Tim were over, and we were playing with that thing for That's a our good gay neighbors. hour. For an hour, y'all play with yeah, that? we kept shoving the little balloons back in the big balloon and shooting them back out. <laughs> oh, my God. That's even crazy, too. Yeah. But Wow. I can't believe you just button that up with a balloon trick. You know, how else do you button it up, really? Uh, you just say, uh, holy shit. Um, you know, folks, we, we'll bring more of this to you, okay? And please, uh, uh, just uh, stay tuned next week. I'd rather talk balloon cock. Let's face it. It's- That's more comfortable for you, yes, okay? Is. But this is this is so not comfortable. I mean, it's crazy. Let's just end on balloon cock, shall we, Ralphie? Okay, balloon cock it is. What are our dates this week, honey? No, we don't have much going on. It's a real quiet. Oh, I'm sure off. things will. I'm sure things will pick up. I mean, I'm sure that you know we'll just pop into the one of the clubs. But on Friday night, you're going to support the refried show that moved from the Improv. They've moved over to John Lovett's. Yeah, and I can't uh, wait. It's a ten o'clock show. It's going to be great. So, and I'm going to be hanging out at the Improv and doing sets and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And we're both getting ready for uh, the big party on Sunday. And we'll bring you more content from that shit. It's going to be awesome, guys. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, we've got a great band again this week, as always, uh, live from Nashville, Tennessee. The Mercy Lounge presents Jacob Jacob Jones. Jones.
porch outside. Chicken fried on the countertop. We got greens cooking down in a simmering pot. We got music playing on the stereo. And everybody's singing. Yeah. We've been going since 7 o'clock. Ain't no telling when we gonna stop. So play it loud, Ray. Play it soft and slow. get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers. <laughs>